Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Join me once again in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. We have been going to these scriptures for some time now. This is our foundational, uh, these are our foundational texts here. And I want us to look at this again today. Now, friends, I truly believe that this word could could really change your life today. I, I, I really want you, um, I really want you to understand that this is one of the most important messages that I could be uh, teaching today, uh, you see, because I actually want to start off with, with a question. I want to I ask you a question, and you, as a believer, you may be a new believer, you may, be, you may have been going to church for some time, I want you to consider this question, and the question is this, the question is, should sin be the primary issue in the life of a believer? Should sin be the primary issue in the life of a believer? In other words, is your Christian life, is it all about sin? In other words, is it, is it, about, is it about you struggling and striving to try to resist sin? Is it about you acknowledging every single day all of the areas where you have missed it and thereby keeping yourself sin conscious or is your life as a believer about being conscious of Jesus? Is your life as a believer about having a Jesus consciousness rather than a sin consciousness? And so I want to talk about that today. I want to call this teaching Redeemed from Sin Consciousness. As we've been talking about, we've been redeemed from the law, from the curse of the law of Moses. But I really want us to see that at the very essence, what this is, is we have been redeemed from sin consciousness. Now, let me uh, explain again what I mean by sin consciousness. When we talk about sin consciousness, we're talking really about a believer who is more conscious of their own performance and specifically the areas where you miss it, then you are conscious of the finished works of Jesus Christ in your life. Sin consciousness produces a sense of guilt. Sin consciousness produces a sense of, of shame and condemnation. It blocks many people from operating in the blessing of God. Now, when we talk about being free or redeemed from sin consciousness, let me be very clear from the outset, guys, that being redeemed or being free from sin consciousness does not mean that we suddenly don't recognize sin as sin. <laughs> you see, I'm not talking about having a, a spiritual lobotomy here, you see, where you don't know that something is sin anymore. No, we're not talking about not knowing that's, that sin is sin, but what we're talking about is that the guilt, the shame, and the condemnation is gone. In other words, you recognize a sin, you know, you recognize an area in your life where you could have done better and you say, well, well Lord, yeah, I kind of missed it there. 
uh, that was a sin I could have done better but rather than you now beating yourself up over it rather than you falling into dead works over it dead works is anything that you do to try to be right with God in other words you you, you now because you missed it think you gotta you gotta work your way back into right standing with God rather than doing that freedom from sin consciousness is I acknowledge that I missed it I acknowledge I could have done better but praise God Lord I thank you that my sins have already been paid for past present and future praise God Lord I thank you that your blood cleanses me from all unrighteousness I receive that cleansing right now you see and then you move on and you say Holy Spirit help me to do better next time you see that's that's a very different approach here now sin consciousness guys if a person is operating in sin consciousness it really affects everything you see uh, sin consciousness kind of becomes like 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 the lens through which a person can view everything you see your well what you're conscious of the most will affect how you live your life you see and so if you're conscious mostly about of, of, of sin well what happens is that's going to affect how you view certain things that's going to affect your ability to receive the Word of God you see a person can look at the Word of God through the lens of sin consciousness and as a result, you may actually be missing a whole lot of the promises of God that are right there in the Word. You see, you, you can't see them because because you're wearing that that that, that those, those glasses. You know, it's like it's like wearing shades that cause you to see everything distorted, and so you can't really see things as they are because you're seeing everything through the lens of sin consciousness. Are you guys following me? And so, what we want to begin to do is we want to begin to shift. From having a sin consciousness to having a grace consciousness we want to exchange sin consciousness for righteousness consciousness and we want to begin to look at the Word of God through the lens of grace you see we want to look at the Word of God through the lens of the finished works of Jesus Christ and also if, if a is a sin consciousness is is a big deal because a person who is operating in this sin consciousness and you're beating yourself up over your own sin well that's usually a person who will be always judging and condemning other people for their sin <laughs> is he you see, I, I, I truly believe that the reason we have so many judgmental people in religion is because these are people who have really been beaten down by sin consciousness and, and, and they feel such a sense of condemnation that the only way that you can deal with the condemnation is you gotta you gotta project it to other people you see there's a saying guys that says hurt people hurt other people well you know it's equally true that a condemned person will condemn other people a person who thinks that God is still judging you for your sin well that's gonna be a person who's gonna be judging other people for their sin as well but you see, when you understand the truth of this gospel, when you understand that God is no longer holding your sins against you, glory to God, when you understand that Jesus has come once and for all to deal with the sin issue, well, now you can relate to God free from that, from that performance-based mentality, free from that guilt and shame. And so what that, what that does is you're not judging yourself for your sin anymore, and so you're no longer judging other people as well. And again, guys, I'm not saying that, that we're saying that sin is okay. Please catch me. I'm not saying you know, that we're throwing all of that out the window. We're, we're, we're suddenly saying that sin doesn't matter anymore. No, no, guys. What I'm saying is that, that the guilt and the shame and the condemnation is gone. And as a result, the, the judgmental attitude that you see in so many 
religious circles is gone. You see, we got to get this right, guys, so that we can begin to reach the world with the gospel. Guys, there's people hurting out there in the world. There's people hurting out there, and, and the last thing that these people need is, is for a, a, a believer then to come and to judge them and to condemn them and to tell them about all the areas where they miss it. No, what they need is they need someone to come and tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, they need someone to come into their lives and, 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 and tell them about a God who loves them, a, a God who, who cares about them, a God who has made available to them the deliverance that they are looking for. You see, and so we as the church, we got to get this gospel right, guys, so that we as the church can begin to send the right message out to the world. Are you guys catching me this morning? And so once again, should sin be the primary issue in the life of a believer? I think we're already answering that question, guys. <laughs> you see, but what I want to do now is I want to dig a little bit deeper into this, and I want us to really see from Scripture that God's objective in salvation is really to purge a person once and for all from sin consciousness. And so we want to look at that, and we want to receive that. Amen. In fact, as we get into this, just release your faith right now and say, 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 I, re I, re I receive right now in the name of Jesus. I receive my deliverance from sin consciousness. Say, I am free from sin consciousness. Say, no more sin consciousness in Jesus' name. Receive it by faith. Amen. What grace has made available. And so let's get into this. I want to quickly uh, lay the foundation again here. I don't want to spend too much time on the foundation, but I just always want to do it and, and cover the foundation because there may be people, you may be listening for the first time here today, and so I want us to really be all on the same page. And so let's look at uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and then St. John chapter 1, verse 12 in the Amplified. Glory to God. I really believe this is going to bless you. And so he says here in verse 13, he says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That's referring to the cross. It's referring to what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Notice what he says is, we have been redeemed from, from the curse of the law. And the law this is talking about, guys, is the law of Moses. This is talking about the, the, the 613 commandments that came with the law of Moses. And for our purposes, this is performance-based religion. Performance-based religion, which tells you that you always have to work to try to get right with God. Well, that produces sin consciousness. And so we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And the curse of the law, guys, catch this now is really sin consciousness. And so we've been redeemed from sin consciousness. Look at verse 14. He says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You have been redeemed from the curse which is defined as the empowerment to fail, and you have received the blessing, which is defined as the empowerment to prosper. Now, the, the, the law of Moses is a curse. It is not a blessing. Why? Because guys, remember, the law was given 
to God gave the law to set up an impossible standard. God gave the law to show us that we can never get into right standing with God as a result of our performance. And so the law really just was given to show you that you need help, that you uh, that you need a uh, savior. Amen. Now look at St. John chapter 1, verse 12. St. John chapter chapter 1, verse 12 in the Amplified says this. He says, But as many as did receive and welcome him, speaking of Jesus, he says, He gave the authority, the power, the privilege, and the right to become the children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. And so Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, which means he's purchased our deliverance from the law. And what he has done is he has purchased our authority he says here, to become the children of God. You see, I want you to understand if you are in Christ, you have a blood-bought right to be a child of God. And as a child of God, you have full access to all of the blessings of the kingdom of God. You see, now, now, now here's the thing. What makes somebody a child of God? Because sometimes people think everybody's already a child of God. But the truth is, guys, you become a child of God when you get born again. You see, you being a child of God means you have the nature of God on the inside of you. And so in other words, you being a child of God means that in your born again spirit, you are exactly like him. And so guys, not everybody is automatically a child of God. Everybody's already the creation of God, but the way you go from being a creation of God to being a child of God is by getting born again, praise God, you see, and receiving the nature of God on the inside of you. And so everybody say right now, say, I am a child of God and say, I have the nature of God on the inside of me. Say in my spirit, I'm just like Jesus. Say in my spirit, I'm just like Jesus. You see, if you're born again, that is true. Amen. Now he says he has he has purchased our authority to operate in the in the blessing. Now this is part of redemption because remember I was sharing last week that to be redeemed is really a change in position, and we want to understand that because sometimes religion kind of has painted this picture where it seems like you know you you got born again. But really not all that much changed you see this is people who say well we were a sinner before we got saved we're still a sinner after we get saved and so nothing's really changed the only thing that's changed is now that we're saved we we have this desire to live for god but we can never please him and so the only thing that's really changed is that we've gotten more miserable is a uh, but guys that's incorrect you see you being redeemed means that you have been redeemed from and you have been redeemed to See, it's a change in position. You were redeemed from the curse of the law to living in the blessing, the empowerment to prosper. You have been redeemed out of the curse of the law, and you have been redeemed into the authority to operate as a child of the Most High God. You see, you as a believer, I want you to understand, you have authority. You see, you as a believer, you have been given a blood-bought authority in the name of Jesus. Not over people, guys, <laughs> okay? Uh, please catch me. You see, you, you, you don't have authority over, over people. No, you see, the authority that you have is over, over Satan. You have authority over Satan. Glory to God, you see. Uh, you, you, you are not to be afraid of, 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 of Satan, man. <laughs> Glory to God. I want you to understand, Satan is really to be afraid of you, you see. You see, Satan isn't afraid of religious people. 
the man Satan is terrified of a child of God who knows who they are in Christ. Glory to God. Satan is terrified of a child of God who is not afraid to operate in their authority as a born-again believer. And so you have authority over Satan. You have authority over sickness. You have authority over lack. You have authority over fear. You have authority over the host of spiritual wickedness that is operating in this world, you see. But you see, you got to know this. You got to know this. And guys, I want you to see that in order for a believer to operate in their authority, you got to be free from sin consciousness. You see, sin consciousness is what gives people this sense of, well, Alex, I just don't really feel that I'm worthy. Well, friend, I want you to understand Jesus made you worthy. You see, worthy and deserving, they're not the same thing. You see, the, the blessing is available to you. You've been given authority, not because you earned it or deserved it, but because Jesus, glory to God, has made you worthy. You see, to be worthy means to be capable to receive. To be worthy means to be capable of receiving what the grace of God has made available to you. And so I want you to know, if you're in Christ, you are worthy. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that we are to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, guys. Amen. And so everybody say, I am worthy. Say, Jesus made me worthy. Glory to God. Now, let me uh, do one more thing and we'll get started real fast. I just want you to see Deuteronomy 28, chapter, uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 3. I'll just read this to you. You don't have to turn to these necessarily unless you want to. Amen. But I just want to cover these real fast before we get started because I want you to see the pattern of the law. You see, there's a lot of believers who, who intellectually understand, well, Alex, I know that we're not under the law of Moses. And guys, I see this quite a bit. You may think that you're not operating under the law, but there's a lot of believers, I would even say a majority of the body of Christ, who is operating under the pattern of the law. The pattern of the law. You see, most of us guys, <laughs> praise God, most of us are not going to be sacrificing any animals anytime soon, you see. And it's, it's, it's a, you, you know that you're not under that part of the law. You, see, you, 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 you know you don't have to memorize 613 commandments to be right with God. But you see, here's what happens, guys. A lot of believers are operating under the pattern of the law without knowing that they're doing it. So this is important that we understand the pattern of the law. The pattern of the law is quite simply this. The pattern of the law is us first, then God. The pattern of the law is we got to do in order to get God to do. Whereas the pattern of grace is we believe Jesus has already done it, you see. And so I want to show you from Scripture here this pattern of the law from Deuteronomy 28. I'll read verses 1 through 3 and then 15 and 16. He says here in verse 1, he says, And it shall come to pass, if thou, if you haven't underlined this already, guys, underline if thou, he says, If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do, watch this now, all of his commandments, guys, how many, all of the commandments which I command thee this day. He says, If you do all of this, then... He says that the Lord thy God will set you on high above all of the nations 
of the earth, verse 2, and all of these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Notice if thou, notice the condition. And then he goes into the blessings in verse 3. Blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field. What I want you to notice is he says, if you do all of these commandments, guys. You see, this is at the end of Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy. And so he's really gotten done here with really describing the law and in great detail outlining the law. And so this is really now the summary. And so what God is saying under this covenant here is, if you do all of these 613 commandments, then you're going to be blessed. Look at verses 15 and 16. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all of his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. This is the curse of the law. Curse shall thou be in the city. Curse shall thou be in the field. This is what you've been redeemed from. But what I want you to see is that the pattern of the law is you got to do the whole law. You see, when he says, do all of these commandments, guys, he's not talking about just 10 commandments. He's not talking about, you know, picking and choosing. Well, you know, I'll do this one. This one seems kind of easy, but ooh, this one seems a little hard. I might not do this one. You say, so you do like, you know, maybe two or three commandments. And I think, well, you know, at least I'm doing some of the law. I'll still get some of the blessing. Well, guys, that's not how it works. You see, the law of Moses is do the law 100% and get all of the blessings. And by the way, guys, nobody was able to do that. You see, that's why Jesus had to come and deliver us from the law. It's do the whole law, get all of the blessings, or do 99% of the law and get 0% of the blessings, get 100% of the curse. I want you to see the law is an impossible standard. That is the pattern of the law. Look at the pattern of grace. How do we get blessed under grace? Galatians chapter 3, verse 9, and the New Living Translation says, Watch this now. Remember, law is do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Watch grace. He says, so all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. And so, how do you get the blessing under the law? Perform. Perform up to the standard of perfection. And I want you to know, James chapter 2, verse 10 says, if you do the whole law and you miss it in one point, you're guilty of the whole thing. And so the law is perfection, guys. And so grace, on the other hand, he says, put your faith in Jesus. Glory to God. And, and receive the blessing, you see. Receive the unmerited favor of God. Uh, receive what the finished works of Jesus Christ have already made available to you, independent of your performance. And so the pattern of the law, we are operating under the pattern of the law. And test yourself now, friend. See and notice. I just want you to notice. There's no condemnation here, guys. Under grace, we just want to notice when we do something. And when we notice it, you see, now we have awareness of it. Now we can change it. And so I want you to notice every time you're operating under that pattern and you think that you got to do to get God to do, or you think God is now upset with you because you missed it. That's the pattern of the law. That will always produce sin consciousness. Now, what we got to understand is that God, listen to this, guys, God does not deal with us based on our performance under grace. 
God does not deal with us based on our performance. God deals with us based on the perfect performance of Jesus on our behalf. You see? And so, we looked at this a few weeks ago. God is not charging any sin to your account, you see, because he's already charged all of your sin to the body of Jesus. And so, when you miss it, when you mess up, it doesn't change God's attitude towards you, friend. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.